You're listening to The Recovery, a series of conversations about rediscovering the ancient faith in order to reclaim our own. Well, welcome to the show. Um, One of the first questions I got was, do I think fasting is still applicable and relevant for the church? Really good question. Um, In part, as we are trying to recover uh, the historic faith, um, it's it's really important to be talking about spiritual disciplines, of which fasting is obviously one of them. And we may go forward and talk about some of the others as well. Um, But fasting has been part of the church has been part of Christianity um, ever since its inception. Uh, obviously, the New Testament talks about it. New, Te- New Testament actually talks about it more than it does baptism. Um, so there's a strong case to be made for it. Um, and it was part of Judaism even long before that. So the people of God have, um, as far as the record indicates, always uh, used fasting. And so w- one thing we need to make sure we understand right out of the gate is that it's not Fasting is not a way to manipulate God. So a lot of times people will say, I'm going to fast for a reason. And, and, and that's true. Um, but it's not as if God is some magic genie and we can uh, pray and ask him for something and fast and it's going to magically happen. happen. So it's not a way to manipulate God, right? It is uh, certainly a normal practice of the Jews of Jesus's day. So in the first century, uh, fasting was commonplace. Um, and it, at the core of it, if we want to define it, fasting is the laying down of an appetite of some sort. So strictly speaking, a fast is abstaining from food. And so a normal fast is uh, not eating. So you, you don't eat anything through the day, but you, you usually will drink water or something in order to keep your body going. Um, a, a lesser fast known as a partial fast is a reduction in the food intake, or maybe we remove certain types of foods if uh, you're familiar with the Lent traditions. Often, uh, those who uh, observe that will uh, r- give something up for that period. So, it, you know, some people it's chocolate, some people it's a certain type of food, um, and so that it's sort of a, a what we call partial fast. And then at the other end of the spectrum is an absolute fast, which is no food, no water, uh, and obviously that's hard on your body. But those are sort of the, the breakdown of where fast come, and I'm sure there are people who find uh, different variations on the spectrum. When we talk about um, the text, the, the New Testament text, the, 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 the Bible as we have it, um, it seems to be very much expected. Jesus talks about it often, as I said earlier, it's actually talked more about than baptism. And as Jesus talks about it, he says, when you fast, he doesn't say if you fast. So there is built into the way he talks about this expectation that they will be fasting, right? And so in the Sermon on the Mount, he doesn't say, if you decide you want to fast, but you don't have to, um, this is how you do it. He says, when you fast, make sure that you don't appear uh, as if you're in mourning or as if you're suffering as the hypocrites do, right? And so, again, built behind that is this assumption that we will be fasting. And prayer and fasting is talked about through uh, the whole New Testament and those, those two things usually uh, go together, prayer and fasting. And fasting is not actually the, a religious act like prayer is, uh, or charity is, or service is, or worship is. Um, it can be done worshipfully, and it's done prayerfully, but fasting is done typically for a purpose. A, there's a reason you fast, right? So 
say, you know, we're not going to eat. So as we suffer, right, as we go through the day and are hungry, uh, that hunger, those hunger pains, as we, we feel that through the day, um, we are reminded why it is that we fast. And so if there is no why to be reminded of, there's really no point in just being hungry. There's no, there's no great, uh, there's no great value in just being hungry, right? Fasting is a means to an end. So as you go through the day, you say, uh, I'm hungry. Like, why am I hungry? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm hungry because I'm fasting and, and I'm fasting because why, right? So for some people that's, uh, to strengthen prayer. And that one's really common in, uh, scripture, like I said, often we see the, the phrase prayer and fasting. So if you're not good at praying, if, if you just, that's not a discipline that you have uh, developed in your life as a Christian, as a Christ follower, uh, you will fast in order to remind yourself through the day that you need to be praying. So you get hungry, you think, man, I'm hungry. Why am I hungry? I'm fasting. Why am I fasting? In order to learn to pray and in order to get into the habit of it. So you may, you may fast for a period of days, or maybe you say, I'm going to fast on Mondays. Um, for a while, for a month, and you use that to develop the habit of prayer. Um, other people will pray for God's guidance. Again, you have an issue that's come up in your life. Um, you need to seek God's guidance, so you fast to remind yourself throughout the day to pray, to seek guidance, to listen, to meditate, um, to read scripture, to uh, ask those around you who you trust. Um, it, it, again, it, it is a reminder to do the thing that you want to do in order to develop yourself, discipline yourself as, as a follower of Christ. Um, we, we see various other reasons for it to express grief. Uh, that's real common, especially in the Old Testament, um, to express repentance. So if people uh, will, will fast as they enter into a period of repentance, um, it's a, it's a humbling act, and in that sense, it has some value in of itself. Uh, it kind of contradicts what I said earlier, but um, again, it's, it's about your relationship with God, not about being hungry. So in going through that fast, you, you give up something in order to humble yourself before God. You know, we, we read in Nehemiah uh, that he fasts in order to express his concern for the work of God. Um, in Isaiah and some other places, we see that we fast in order to minister to the needs of others. And again, this is a practical one, right? So you might skip a meal in order to do something for others. If you don't, you know, if you have a lunch hour, for example, it's an hour, you, if you're not going to eat lunch, you can take that hour and you can do something for someone else, right? And so it can be a way to find time to serve other people in what has for us in our world, typically for all of us, become really busy schedules. And so fasting can be a, a helpful way to find time in that schedule to do it. Um, if we think about Jesus, when he is baptized, he comes up out of the water, we're told uh, the spirit thrusts him, takes him to the, the desert. Um, and for him, fasting was part of overcoming the temptation and dedicating himself uh, to God, his father. And so we can use it that same way. So perhaps, you know, we're facing a temptation and again, a fast, a fast will remind us through the day uh, what we need to dedicate ourselves to do or not to not do. Um, and so there may be a plethora of other reasons as well, but those are some of the big ones that we see uh, through Scripture. Through the process of denying ourselves through fasting, we learn what controls us. And so in terms of a spiritual discipline, this is its, this is its real value, right? Our, our small denials of self, whether it's you know, eating or drinking or chocolate or whatever it is, the little, little steps that we take actually show us how little we truly desire God. And it's convicting in that way, right? And so 
when you skip a meal because you're you're busy and you realize it about three o'clock, right? So you you have a small breakfast, you go on to work, you go about your day. Uh, you, by three o'clock, you realize you're hungry. As I'm sitting here, it's actually two thirty, and I haven't had lunch, and and my stomach is uh, churning and and it hurts a little bit, right? And and we crave food, right? Think about some of the other things that we have in our life that we crave. Uh, some of that's addictive, but in our world, it's things like social media or TV or anything that we find regular pleasure in, um, we, we, cra- we crave these behaviors. Uh, and you know, so we all know social media has been developed in order to uh, create an addiction, a dopamine and serotonin addiction in our brains. And so when we don't check or we don't check in, uh, we, our, our body needs that. And so we crave that. And when we cut those things out, the hard truth, the hard reality that we, most of us will typically find is that we, we need these things, we crave these things. And as we reflect on that, we realize that most of us don't ever crave God as much as we crave these behaviors. And that's, that, that's a hard pill to swallow, but it's, it's the truth, especially in our world. We're so busy doing other things that God gets pushed out. And so when we talk about fasting, in order to make sure we have time for prayer, to remind us to prayer, that, that's necessary. And so when the question is, you know, is it relevant for our world today? I would say it's perhaps more relevant than it has ever been because we are so busy and we are so distracted that we need to use the spiritual discipline of fasting in order to train our mind to recognize our need for God, to, to direct our attention towards God more often. And it alerts us to a true longing uh, for whatever that thing is, and if we're if we're doing it properly, we can we can direct that longing towards God in order to help um, meet our 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 greater needs. Right? Fasting can also break habits and addictions, making room for God. So if we take a social media fast, or we take a fast from alcohol, or we take a fast from uh, whatever the addictive behavior is, maybe it's coffee in the morning. You know, I got to have my four cups of coffee a day, or I'm I'm a bear, right? taking the time away from making the cups of coffee um, or doing whatever it is that you do on a habit makes room. It, it, it creates time, right? It, it's 10 or 15 minutes that you can carve out of your day in order to make room for God in your life. So yeah, fasting is crucial. Uh, fasting is a, an, a historic, important core spiritual discipline that has largely been lost on the modern church, particularly in the West, right? We, we don't want to suffer. We don't want to uh, put ourselves in positions where we are hungry. I mean, why would we do that? In, in first world America, in the modern day, there's no reason to be going hungry, um, except there is certainly the spiritual reason. So we would choose to do it, uh, not out of necessity in as much as there's no, nothing to eat, but out of necessity that we, we, must, we must train ourselves to focus on God, to not be distracted, to find that time in our day. And there's perhaps nothing better than fasting to enable us to do that. So if you've never fasted, I would challenge you certainly to do that for a day, just take a day or even just an afternoon. Um, you know, don't go on a 40-day fast right out of the gate. You are setting yourself up for failure. Um, something you need to begin doing. And so maybe you, you skip a lunch, right? And, and you, you have a regular morning, but by the early hours in the afternoon, you're starting to, to feel a little hungry and use that to remind yourself to pray or you remind yourself to read scripture or remind yourself to 
uh, check in on loved ones or friends or, or serve the people around you or just pay attention or meditate, whatever discipline you need to develop, fasting is a tool in order to do that. Um, so I would really encourage everyone that hears this to attempt it um, and stick with it for a while. You know, maybe you, like I said before, you can pick a Monday or pick a day of the week and every day you're going to do a fast. And at, at the beginning, it is just skipping a meal. Or even if you're used to snacking in the afternoon, maybe skip, skip a snack, you know, start small um, so you can do it and, and you'll begin to see benefits of it. And then you can push yourself a little bit further. So one meal turns into two meals, two meals turns into the day, the day turns into a couple days. Um, and if you're going to do that, maybe you eat something overnight to start with, right? Um, and beware, I, you know, I would not say do any, not, don't do anything that's not healthy for you. So if you have particular dietary needs or whatever, um, take those into consideration. So stay safe. Obviously, if you don't eat for, for long enough, your body really suffers. Um, and that's not, that's not what we're after, right? We're after training our body to do something, uh, training our minds and our spirits and our souls to crave God. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, that's a little bit all about fasting. Uh, if you have other questions about spiritual disciplines or anything else, be sure to drop a comment um, on social media. You can find me at Rev Sam Osborne across the normal social media channels. See you next time.